Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. Time now for Culture Club. Question for you, Tim. When you are off work or on leave, do you check your email? Do you work? Or do you just like, yeah, I'm done? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't have a regular job like oh, okay. most people, so I have to. Okay. I mean, my income depends on how fast I can respond mm. to emails and right. calls and texts. It takes mindset change, but mm. unfortunately, that's so even when you're the path like I chose. Abroad, on a holiday, you're I'm on air, I'm responding to responding emails, well. and it's just because of the nature of the direction I chose for my work life to be. I, I think a lot of people can relate to you because there was this employee survey by NTUC and it found that more than half of employees stated that they have worked outside of work hours. They've mm-hmm. even uh, tapped on their annual leave, sick leave, public holidays just to catch up on work. So it's See, like, I'm on leave, I come back a day early just See, to but catch up. Tian Tian is nodding. Now, the change of mindset <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> about here is that I am constantly at work Mm. Even though I'm on holiday, or let me rephrase that, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on holiday and at work at the same time. I might not be here in Singapore physically in mm. the studio. I'm somewhere else. I'm having a holiday after work, but I'm still responding to all these. So, you know, it's I'm, I don't work a nine to five, for example. Yeah. I'm not stuck yeah. in the office. You're always on, basically. I'm always on. Yeah. Because I chose to be, because I chose to be always on, even though I'm not physically present beside sure. you or beside Tian, in front of Tian Tian. Fair enough. So there's this phenomenon known as leaveism. It's a troubling culture that's been on a sharp rise since the onset of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Basically, you've got a person that spends a third of your life at work, translating to about 90,000 hours. So that's troubling. Yeah, it is troubling. But again... It depends on your mindset. So we can find out more about the consequences of leaveism mm. for your company, the company you're working for, and for your own mental health as well. Dr. Aaron Ng Yi Kai, Singapore Institute of Technology, is joining us right now to talk about this phenomenon. Dr. Aaron, good afternoon. How are you doing? Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, well, I'm doing great things. I am doing work right now. Yes, so I wanted to ask you, so you had a type on leave or so you would check your work? Huh? Well, I guess uh, you can say that. I do not separate my work and my leave, oh, but gosh. I think a lot of people want to. Mm. But in this day and age, doctor, is that even possible to do so? Because if there is a, let's just say there is a situation that comes up that you are responsible for. And if you manage to answer the call and get it solved while you're on holiday and it gets solved right away, isn't that going to be better than if it's prolonged until you come back from that holiday? Well, I definitely think that that's a, that, that's a good argument, right? Even if you're away, but you can get something really important, special, that really helps your organization a lot. That will uh, definitely help your performance appraisal and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think the concern here is whether are you engaging in this as a one-off, you know, occasional kind of thing, or are you permanently switched on? Mm. Dr. Aaron, is this an Asian cultural problem or a global problem? And I bring that up because you know how in Asian offices, uh, uh, my boss don't go back home. I got to stay there at my desk. You know, that the whole idea of presentism where I show up uh, and I appear there. There should be another phenomenon called uh, pretendism where I just pretend to be at work. And uh, because of that, I get better bonus. Is this an Asian problem? 
Well, I don't think it's an Asian problem because as far as I'm aware, right, the term legalism just came out of the University of Manchester. Some oh. business professors through their research identified this phenomenon. So mm-hmm. I would say that it's probably not unique to Asian work cultures. Although I would say that, you know, Asian work cultures are very likely to cause what they term as elitism because of the kind of cultural expectations. Like, you know, you are only a good worker if you pretty much uh, work yourself to the mm. bone. So that, I think, uh, contributes to uh, the phenomenon of elitism. But I think COVID-19 really kind of learned the boundaries tremendously between what is work and what is personal life. And, mm. you know, working from home, you basically, you're stuck with your loved ones, uh, with kids, and you're doing work. And so you are contactable pretty much through technology 24-7. So I think, you know, um, the phenomenon, definitely COVID-19 has had a hand in fueling it. Doctor, wouldn't it be a more harmonious life if we don't separate these two things, work and personal life, and just kind of, you know, understand or, uh, you know, that this is part of just the way we live these days. Your phone is always there. Your email. I know there are parts of Europe, I believe it's France, you're not allowed to email people or send them messages after official working hours, right? But if you think about this as a whole, that it's just a whole part and process of being an employed person, and that by doing so, you can perhaps go home early and be with mm. your families mm. earlier, as long as you can reply to my emails if, if somebody needs something to be responded to. Right. I think really it's part of it is also boils down to our philosophy towards work. Mm-hmm. So do you work to live or do you live to work? So that is, I think, uh, part of the problem. And I also think that, you know, people do need downtime and the danger comes when your bosses, you know, you are open to even being contacted outside official work hours. And then, you know, they kind of like uh, don't know when to hit the brakes and like they, they keep on flooding you with uh, work requests, even outside the so-called official working hours. So I think the, the issue really isn't with the idea of, you know, being contactable for work at all times, uh-huh. but rather it's um, the issue is really more of you cause the a mental state of, you know, perpetual inability to disengage from work. And that can have uh, some kind of health or mental wellness implications for such workers and individuals. Mm. I blame work from home, no? <laughs> I think it's backward because you're at home and you are actually training your bosses that it's okay to message me anytime. It's okay to email me anytime. When you should tra- be training them like, Talk to me face-to-face when I'm in the office. Tell me your request when I'm in the office. But instead, we're all at home and it's, it's just overly convenient. I think that's a problem. I would agree with that. You know, technology has made it uh, very, very, very hard for us to separate the work and the personal. I mean, you know, back in the days where you had to physically turn up in office mm. and, you know, you only had like, you know, landlines and, you know, you have to be really catered to to that line in order to speak to someone. I mean, once you leave office, like no one can find you, right? Mm -hmm. So there was really clear separation. And today, I think all of us, you know, our personal phones, we have our work emails, our instant messaging, we have like chat groups 
with our colleagues at work and all these things. So all the communication, be it personal or work, comes into one device. And, you know, the moment and, um, you're, you see a notification, I mean, a lot of us are already conditioned to want to, you know, uh, look at it to see what, uh, or, or who is it from and what, what is it about. And when you see the notification, and it's about work. And, you know, it's, uh, for many people, it might just be a little bit hard to, to you know, kind of like ignore it when it is outside of the work hours and things like that because we are very conditioned, right? When we see these kind of notifications, oh, you know, um, uh, it's a nudge. Okay, I, I better make sure that I respond uh, not too late. Otherwise, people might uh, have some uh, mistaken ideas about uh, whether I'm still committed to my work and things like that. Mm. And I think the danger of that now with technology as well, your bosses will know if you've read the, the, the message, <laughs> if you've <laughs> seen it and you're not responding to it. But having said that, though, on the positive side of things, and I'm always thinking about the positive side of things, for people who have this kind of ability to respond to work-related issues, whether they're present in the office or not, whether they're at home or on holiday, is that you can always make an argument to your boss that, hey, I'm going to go away for two weeks Mm. on holiday, Mm. but don't worry. I can still do whatever needs to be done as part as, you know, my job is concerned so that you can, if you have family members who need to go on holiday at the same time with you, can still be there to be with your family and still be somehow contactable for your work-related things instead of trying to rearrange that holiday again because you can't make it because your boss won't let you go. Well, I think this really is heavily dependent on having an enlightened boss. (laughs) And and Um, an an enlightened employee, I mean, if you say that you can respond, you should be able to. Yes, I think it cuts both ways, right? So if the employee is willing to respond, then an enlightened boss will not, you know, overly take advantage and be overly demanding in Mm -hmm. terms of the response time. But again, um, I am... But the, the thing is that, you know, if you're out on a holiday with your family and, you know, when you are out with them and you're checking your phone, they, they may not be too happy about that. So I, I think there might be some planning involved to mm. kind of um, say what the parameters are. Like mm. maybe you are going to respond only at certain hours. Right. You can take into account time difference. So you will check maybe uh, twice a day, one at maybe uh, early morning, one at late afternoon kind of thing. And, and then after that, you know, both sides know what, uh, when to expect that you're going to be uh, uh, doing stuff related to work and then they will not uh, disturb you. Like your boss will not uh, disturb you outside of the time you set aside for work and your family will not disturb you uh, mm. during the time you set for work. <laughs> yeah. And I think you just have the right words there, enlightened boss. Every boss would love to be the enlightened boss. Now, to be able to make this kind of relationship work, will it be okay for an employee to set those parameters? And uh, the boss should be able to understand that, right? Well, I think... uh, And not take it against you. I think this is where there are a number of things that come into play. Of course, you know, negotiation skills is important. And I think from the boss's perspective, I think we can also understand that they, they do want you know their employees to be responsible and committed to work. So if you have always built that kind of impression in the minds of your boss that you know you're somebody who is always responsible, you get the work done and you know you, you then that gives you, you know, the 
the uh, credentials, right, to uh, negotiate. Okay, so, you know, I'm on leave. I know that we have an important project coming up and I really want to make sure it succeeds, but I need to strike a good balance. So, it's can a we give and take situation? Out? Yeah. Mm. I wonder if this lack of trust right now will lead to the whole uh, kill work from home culture and everyone goes back to the office. I mean, is this a pattern that you're seeing just to quickly wrap things up? Well, I don't think that, you know, we will, you know, chill this whole work from home thing and mm. go back to the office because uh, I think another major consideration about having physical office is really cost, right? Mm. So also COVID-19 has shown that a lot of things that we imagine that we cannot do when we're out of the office, we can actually do it. So this is going to lead to some quite a big shift. Like uh, if a recession hits, they're going to see what things can be outsourced uh, to and turned into work from home. And they, that means cutting down on office rental or maybe if you really need to uh, meet, then go to some WeWork or some co-sharing space and things like that You know, and shift the cost away from the company to the individual just work from home. Mm, should be quite interesting. Dr. Aaron Ng Kai, who's from the Singapore Institute of Technology. Dr. Aaron, appreciate your time today. Take and have a great week ahead. All right, you too. Have a great week ahead. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.